muted. Okay. <laughs> All right, now. All right. So, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. Tonight's podcast episode, we're going to be doing a little bit of a Marvel talk. With me, I have Charlie, my co host. Say hello to everybody. Hello. Tom Brady sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But we're not going to talk about them tonight. But the gauntlet. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we'll talk for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I have my other friend that lives here, uh, down here in the south with me, and that is Kendrick. Hello, to everybody. Hello. <laughs> and like I said, we're going to be talking about Marvel. And I've been wanting to do, like, some geeky nerd-out stuff with Kendrick lately and stuff like that. We always have back-and-forth conversations when it comes down to Marvel uh, properties and things like that. He's always um, messaging me, asking me, what do I think of this? What do I think of that? I said, you know what, man? We need to go on ahead and have a podcast together. So, below to behold, there he is. <laughs> You've actually been trying to get me on for a while, and I've been, I've been running from you. Right, exactly. No, and finally, I really, got him. Really. <laughs> but you know, um, here's the thing: when it comes down to the Marvel shows and things like that, I really have to say I really love the way they're doing things. I liked how they tied Wanda Vision yeah. in and everything because we weren't sure how Wanda was actually going to wind up being, what it was going to look like, what how it was going to be linked to the multiverse of madness with Dr. Strange. We didn't know what we were going to get with Spider-Man or anything like that. We don't know how the Loki show was going to actually be linked up. We didn't know how Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to be linked up to this universe or anything like that. But overall, what did you think of the shows and things like that, that we have as far as the content goes? Uh, Kendrick. Oh, I actually, I actually love it to be honest. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking, and it just hit me. Um, <clears throat> I think you mentioned, or or I seen you post something about how the the way the the ending where Kane or the you know he um uh, what is it he was still alone or something like that right had had um when he when he got to the point where he didn't know know what was going on. It's also the same exact time frame where Wanda realized her her potential her full potential power. Right. Um, makes me wonder if all all three shows are happening at the same time, just in different areas. You know what I'm saying? Right, and how it's going to affect the different areas that each character is actually in. Yeah. And I even mentioned up the fact that I feel like each character is going through different types of things in their universe and stuff like that in their mm -hmm. shows. And we're only seeing a small fragment of certain things within their shows. And then before you know, we're going to have this huge Avengers type of reunion where we're going to have them all fight in this epic war battle that we're going to have later on to actually give it its full potential, its full run and everything for this phase. And, I've, you know, I think that they're going about it the right way. I think that here's the thing. I love what they did with WandaVision. I definitely liked how they tied that in with the Multiverse of Madness, but then what really kicks off the Multiverse of Madness is, of course, is Loki, the way it actually ends. With Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's more leaning towards the Captain America side of things, and things like that, and with Bucky and Sam, and what they're battling with, with their own stuff, with their own emotions. While also, too, uh, we also have the Hawkeye show that's going to be coming out, which is kind of linked, where it's actually linked out with Black Widow and stuff like that. But overall, I thought that, that 
this was actually really good. I thought the shows were good. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, um. I think the like I, I didn't know what to expect of Wandavision. That one started out slow for me, but then it kind of picked up. Like, I mean, as the show progressed, which I think that one had a better it. So far, out of all three shows, I think that one had the better ending because it actually we it, you you get some more information. Oh, here we go. Yep, here's some like nods to what's going on further, like setting up um, secret invasion with the scrolls, which is the big theme, which is I I like that. And then also mentioned about how, how what Scarlet Witch is going to be doing next. Falcon had a great start, and then the ending was kind of lackluster because it was stuff I I was hoping for more of. And I mean, I mean, that's probably setting up. And I think Loki was the surprise because the first two episodes knocked it out of the park for me. Then the and then episode three happened, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, this." Th- I was not happy at episode episode three. Like visually, looks bad. I mean, I said in our podcast, it looked like Barney went took a piss over the screen. It was all purple, so you could barely see what was going on. The fourth episode was slightly better, to quote um, Black Widow from Winter Soldier, slightly, only slightly. And then fifth episode was great. Then the last episode happened, and I was just like, "Ugh, like yay!" It sets up what's happening with the multiverse, but it just just left a sour note on my. It was very inconsistent. Falcon started out great, and then it ended not so great. But it, we got some cool elements out of it. With the action sequences were the best, um, and then Wandavision that. So I mean. Um, and I'm excited to see a Hawkeye because I want to see how this is going to because it, it ties into also Falcon Winter Soldier with Val. But you're, but like my friends call me Val, but you're not supposed to call me that. But they call me Val anyway. Like uh, Julia Louise drives as Val because we know she showed up. If yeah, she showed up in Widow. Um, if anybody hasn't seen Widow, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and technically that was supposed to be her first movie. She was supposed to show up in was Black Widow, but pandemic screwed everything up so her first appearance was falcon and winter soldier um so and we're getting um yelena's involved with hawkeye which i want and that's the, that's the last show that's coming out this year because they just just they delayed miss marvel to 2022 um so that one was just announced they delayed that not too long like not too long ago so that's that's not happening this year either so the last big show we get is hawkeye and then we got some marvel movies but the only one out of the next coming next coming ones that I'm excited for is Spider Man. I mean, I don't, I'm not really intrigued on Sun Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. It doesn't really look like Avatar, but with Marvel involved with it, and that's what kind of looks like the oh Airbending, but instead of hands, we're using rings. Um, there's that. Eternals looks like it's gonna be a melodrama, and I don't want to. I don't want. I want them to fight, like fight other things, not just sit there and talk. <clears throat> About, you know, we should help the Avengers, but no, let's just talk about it. Like, <laughs> no, um, superhero movies not supposed to be just about talking. It's actually supposed to be fighting towards something, like a team up, like fighting the other beings, not just sitting there chatting with superpowers. I mean, if you want that, I can just go watch Watchmen. I mean, Watchmen was more of a t- it's kind of like the same realm what the Eternals is going to be, but Watchmen had some good action sequences and it had a Zack Snyder directed that one. And if I want to, I want to watch Talkie. I'll watch that. But that could that, that one actually has some action in it. Like, geez, I'm pretty sure you can probably get more action in a Fifty Shades movie than with the Eternals. <laughs> but we're going. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sold on those. So that I need to see more and see the reviews. Um, because the um, like Black Widow is great. I love that. 
But the, the movie that's probably my favorite might be this year so far is for I've seen briefly is the Suicide Squad. That, and that one is a superhero movie and they're actually doing something. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, like it's very it, it's had two decent shows for Marvel and one that had it all and they blew it like 28 to three. They blew it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I need to see more. Um, but if if Vincent D'Ofero is returning as yeah, Francis Nafrio, yeah, is if he's yeah. returning as Kingpin, as suggested in Hawkeye, and Charlie Cox is returning as Daredevil in Spider Man, like then we're getting something. Like I think the problem with Loki is like okay, you teased multiverse, but then again, you didn't. I'm like, mm-hmm. where are we going from here? Like well, I know Hawkeye, I know we're kind of where, where we're going with this. Um, Surprised no scrolls showed up in that, but I figured scrolls is the bigger overall going theme here. Um, but um, and wanted like so two shows kind of signaled where we're going with this. Loki kind of did and then kind of didn't, so it was like very off and on. So it's like where 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 we're we going with this because I want to know like because and then also with the future like Blade is definitely like not looking great for me. Well. Let's go on ahead and talk about this real quick. I mean, for me, I feel like this. The tie-ins with Loki, of course, is going to open up the Multiverse of Madness, which is also going to introduce Doctor Strange, which is also going to introduce Nightmare, which is basically the Freddy Cougar of the MCU world, where we'll have horror elements into it, which is something that I'm excited for because I've been waiting for Nightmare to show up, and now we finally get it. And then, of course, I was also waiting for Doctor Strange to show up in WandaVision and stuff like that, and... You know, of course, he, they wind up doing like a re-edit into WandaVision and stuff like that. But I wanted to actually see him actually in WandaVision in the ep- in at least one episode where he kind of taps on the window and waves to her, and then she and then he uh, she enter and then he enters and she he goes become then after that he becomes part of the sitcom or whatever. But you know, I think that having it done this way, where you actually have a cause and effect kind of rep- rebel thing that actually happens a ripple effect that actually happens with Loki is actually a smart thing to do because you have a variant who is taking on other variants so he can become one variant. And then he just gets tired of just not doing anything. So he just wants to die. So basically, you know, you had that one variant who's just miserable, who's just waiting for somebody just to slay him. And then of course, you know, you have that battle scene between the two, lady Loki and him. And then of course, you know, Lady Loki winds up backstabbing uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki and then sending him into a different time period because of the fact that she winds up killing the other variant and everything that's going to be 10 times worse than what they were going to be facing it to begin with. But I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Spider-Man on what they're going to be doing with that, especially if they're gonna, since they're actually going to be doing the whole Tom Hiddleston, uh, not Tom Hiddleston, but uh, Tobey Maguire and all the other Spider-Mans into this one universe and things like that. And also putting Doc Ock back in there again. The other thing that I really am excited for, if they do it, is She-Hulk. She-Hulk is basically going to be like, an, to me, it sets up like a Law and Order kind of feel, kind of vibe to it. And this is actually a perfect way to actually have Charlie Cox do more stuff if he's going to return as Daredevil, as Matt Murdock. Because now you're able to have someone that represents the mutants. And you also have a mutant as well who's working in the in the law. So you have two, two things going on at one time. You have a representative and you also have a mutant within the 
whole entire way where they're inside the uh, jurisdictions and stuff. So I thought, I think that's really interesting if they do it out that way as well, but also too having uh, She-Hulk, rep- not She-Hulk, but maybe Charlie Cox representing um, Spider-Man after what happened with, with Peter Parker. And stuff like that too at the end of the last Spider-Man movie would actually be really good. This is just speculation, of course, but that's what I would like to see and everything with that. Because I think it actually makes sense to have a represent someone that is a mutant, um, well, with super like powers to represent Spider-Man and then try and get the court to change their mind on him if he's innocent or not. But there's also that other thing where people are speculating maybe he's a um a scroll, a scroll. But I'm hoping that they don't go down that route of having Peter Parker as a scroll. I want him just to be Peter Parker, who's actually framed from her. He didn't do, and was all misfist and uh, all, all of the events that happened is the reason why he's even on trial. But what do you guys think? I mean, this is just pure speculation. But as far as speculation goes, I think it's actually fun to speculate. You can go, Charles. I haven't seen anything involving the, the next Spider-Man movie other than the fact that you know McGuire and Garfield is supposed to be in it. So I haven't came across any any kind of news outlet. Usually, I come across it, but there's so much crap out there that I don't know right. who it's not. Well, so because when we got this covered, chances is mm-hmm. they don't have it covered at all. So yeah. that's actually one of the worst movie sites that you can actually go to. But mm-hmm. It let's is. say for instance, but let's say for instance that this is actually true. Let's say for instance that Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 shows up. Let's say that we have all this other stuff going on in a shared universe kind of way. Would that be something you would want to see, or is that just too confusing for you as someone that I don't I, I know that you don't really watch the well read comics or whatever, but with an a movie viewer, would you want to watch that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, to be honest, just because of the first two Spider-Man movies. I enjoyed them so much. It's like it could it could be it could have um, Britney Spears in it, and I will watch it. So it's just you know, just <laughs> come from that first move, those first two movies. I just enjoy them so so much. I just I'm I'm locked to watch. It's like the Rambo series. I'm gonna watch it, whether I like it or not. I'm gonna watch it. You never seen right. the Rambo movies, Kendrick? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I've seen the Rambo movies. Now I was yeah. telling him um, how. With the Rambo movies, like no matter how cheesy that they get, right. I'm gonna watch it. It doesn't matter. Right. I'm gonna watch. You put a Rambo, a Rambo stamp on it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it's 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 great. But um, yeah. if they do it right, I would definitely watch it. And I think I think they will do it right because I don't want them to have these people in there and there's no coherence, no story, no nothing that brings them in. Like I was like. They're bringing probably the worst part of the Amazing Spider-Man Two into this one, and they're bringing the best part of Spider-Man of Spider-Man, the actual Spider-Man Two, into this one. So I was like, I hope they make it work because Electra was terrible in the Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man Two. Then again, the whole movie was a dumpster fire down a river on a street <laughs> while on fire. That's what the Amazing Spider-Man Two was. It was crap. It was bad. Everybody knew what was going to happen in it because they they showed, oh, hey, here's what Gwen Stacy's wearing, her outfit. And when people were like, what's, what's the deal with her outfit? Because that's the outfit she wore in the comics where she died. And I and it's like, it's, and it's like the, in the comics, yeah, but seeing it live, like, it was kind of like, kind of really a bad way for her to die. And I thought it was really like, 
oh yeah whiplash like come on and then i think the guy that they had as green goblin and that one was garbage and and like well i knew the 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 spider-man wasn't great either but i don't give a crap about peter parker's parents and please for the love of god stop killing uncle ben that man has been bad. he's been tortured and died three four seven. Enough already. We don't need to see Michael. We don't need to see he died Michael like three ben times. Die. I know. The but poor guy's like, been reincarnated like four or five times already. Like this one sci-fi show I watched, it was a really it's a funny show. It was called The Movie Show. And it was, it's actually it's involving puppets, and one's an esteemed critic, and the other one's just a goofball. They actually did it, like they actually had a guest that was um Uncle Ben kept coming in from like, oh man, I just got, tra- I just died again. Like some guy's Uncle Ben, he's coming in for these, uh, this, this transporter. He's like, man, I just died again. Is there a universe where I don't die? I mean, he's talking, taking shots at himself. I'm like, damn it, I just died again. Like it's just like enough for. I'm like, and that's right. why, like, I knew this was gonna be bad. And sure, Andrew Garfield was the better Peter Parker, but the suit looked awful. Like this, the Spider-Man suit looked like. A spider took a crap on it, and they just put dyed it red and blue, and boom, there you go. It was too, too webby, too, too watery. It's like it was like it's ordering like a bad dinner at a like restaurant where they water everything. It's like it's it's it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And God, that movie was terrible. And like oh, and the one joke was like um, hey, you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't keep promises that you can't keep, Parker. And he goes yeah, but those are the best kind. I'm like what the hell? Like seriously, that was terrible. Like and then. And then the sequel, yeah, let's do it. The first one was it was decent. It did okay. The bop, the that. I mean, let's do a sequel. I'm like, yeah, let's let's, mm. let's have everybody in there. Let's have Paul Giamatti only in there for five minutes as the Rhino. And it's and, like, oh, I'm the Rhino. Oh. And I'm like, know. really? And they showed <laughs> the ending in the trailer. The sequence with Peter like picking mm-hmm. up the uh, that and and a swooning in slow motion about the hit Rhino while on fire uh, while the fire in the background. That was in the that was in the trailer, and you ruined like that. And then like again, killing Gwen Stacy. There, I mean, like I mean, that was bad. I mean, Emma Stone was the only highlight of those movies. But it's like, I I mean, and the fact okay, and you bring Andrew Garfield back, better have a purpose for doing it. Oh, oh and back to Spider Man Two. Apparently, in this in there, there's a deleted scene, an honored ending. What do you know? Peter's dad is alive. Like how? <laughs> how? Like that's what was an honored ending. I'm like. Well, geez, well, nobody cared about Peter's parents because you don't hear about Peter's parents in the comics. What made you? What it's like? Oh, gee whiz! Well, How they even you- do that in the first film though too, where it's like, oh, uh, he's working for Harry Osborn. So guess what? We got to go on ahead and go out on the run. Here's my briefcase. Here's Peter. Bye. And next yeah. thing you know, it Peter's pretty much on Aunt May's doorstep and everything being taken in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, this has nothing. To no. do what I knew as no. a comic book fan, or anything like that, like seriously, right? I, I don't mean, need to hear. Uh, I'm not. I don't mean to interrupt or anything no, like that. But I don't need to hear what great power comes great responsibility. I do not need to hear that like five times or over ten times, mm-hmm. five times either. No. But also too, I don't need to go in ahead and see him die again with a gunshot wound or anything like that. That's why I was appreciative of Kevin Foggy when he said, "Guess what, guys." We're not gonna show Uncle Ben die again. I'm like, thank God, you're giving yeah. the guy a chance to not have to be around. And 
This death wasn't even motivating the Amazing Spider-Man movies. It wasn't. No. It wasn't a big motivation factor like the other guy was in the Tobey Maguire mm -hmm. ones. Because the Tobey Maguire's first two Spider-Mans were like fantastic movies. Spider-Man Two is the best Spider-Man movie out there. Yeah. Like, like it is. And yeah, um, it is the is is the best Spider-Man movie out there. I mean, um, and then Tom Holland's done a good job, which I like. That I mean, like the stunts. And, like, I mean, I like Spider-Man. Like when they, like, I liked how they introduced him in Civil War, and I like that they had a better Aunt May. I mean, like, enough with the old ladies. Like as Aunt May, they got Mar Mar Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, and I thought that was so funny how everybody's hitting on mm -hmm. her. And I thought that like, was hysterical. Yeah, go ahead, Kendrick. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 It's okay. No, 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 no. Go, uh, I'm just uh, trying to get give you get have your chance to have your thoughts and everything too about what we're ranting about and all that. <laughs> I, I got lost up into the rant. I was like <laughs> soaking, it, soaking it all in like it was a bowl of soup or something. <laughs> <It's like racist. laughs> um, no, I mean, um, okay, sorry, but, I didn't mean to interrupt. But one, but one thing that I know that you're probably going to get death threats about. Because when you said Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man than uh, Tobey Maguire. Oh, I didn't say that. Tobey oh, Maguire is the better Spider-Man. I said Tom. I thought, uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield. Okay, you said Tom. No, I said um, Andrew Garfield's the better Peter Parker, but he's the he's the worst Spider-Man. Tobey yeah, Maguire is the better Spider-Man. Um, maybe not so much as the uh, so much as Peter Parker. Um, as the uh, the high school student, like kind of like I mean, Andrew Garfield mm -hmm. sucks as Spider-Man. Just get that out there. He sucked. He sucked. He sucked. <laughs> Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker dancing is it was a better character than Andrew Garfield was as a Spider-Man. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I, I like. Let's say that Andrew Garfield sucked as Spider-Man. Just get that out there. Don't come at me. He's a pretty bad Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire is the better Spider-Man in terms of Peter Parker, the high school student. Andrew Garfield was better. It was better in a set. It was better. Um, mm. It was a better Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. That's, that's to clarify. <laughs> you see, when, when I was watching the first Spider-Man movie, I definitely agree with you about Andrew Garfield being the better Peter Parker version as far as in high school. When you see, even though the second Spider-Man movie was horrible and stuff like that, especially with that horrible score with when you have... Uh, Jamie Foxx's theme song playing yeah. and everything as electro and stuff like that. The movie is bad. There's yeah. no getting around it. No. But to me, Andrew Garfield was able to do something kind of right in this film versus what he did in the uh, in this film versus what he did in the first film, which was able to capture Peter Parker and Spider Man at the same time. To me, I think he did better a better job in this one than he did in the first one. I feel like he transitioned himself into both versions pretty well. I think it was just a script writing as far as it went with the first film with that part, that part with him. But the movie is atrocious though with the second film with the amazing Spider-Man. But I was actually getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm sold, but I need to see more from him for me to be 110% sure if I'm going to want to see more of him in. And then before you know it, he's out the door and then Tom Holland comes in and I feel like Tom Holland does a great job with um, partnering up with the MCU with uh, with that whole entire deal that they had at the time with so with Sony, and they still have a partnership with Sony and everything. If it wasn't for that hack in North Korea, 
we wouldn't even have him in the MCU to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that, you know, Tom Holland does a better job. He comes in like second place when it comes down to Tobey Maguire and that he comes in second for me. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way how I'm ranking my Spider-Mans, though. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in case the audience is confused, when we're saying Spider-Man 2, like, we're like, so there's very Spider-Man. You have Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, which is Tobey Maguire. You have the, the amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 with Andrew Garfield. So when we're saying the bad one, we're not saying Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire is the bad one. It's not. That's the best one. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 the is the bad Spider-Man one. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the worst one. Um, and I don't know, John. I disagree with you on that sense. I think just the whole movie is bad. Acting, writing, script. Right directing performances <laughs> everything is bad there's really no redeemable qualities except maybe the ending when it ended when the credits rolled that was it that was the only highlight we missed spider-man 2 um i didn't see them theaters i watched it on dvd because i knew how bad that was and and oh boy mm-hmm. if you think oh yeah i'll play the video game the same thing is this gonna be any better it's not i played a little bit of it i was done with it it was it's crap like it's bad the amazing spider-man is not good either like that one is slightly, it's like, as, as the quote in Moneyball, rich teams, poor teams, 50 feet of crap, then there's us. So underneath the 50 feet, after 50 feet of crap, you got the Amazing Spider-Man, and right underneath that is the Amazing Spider-Man too. in terms of <laughs> Spider-Man rankings. That's where those two are. The rich teams are um, first, two Holland, Spider-Man, right. first, first two Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, one and two, and then, then you have the Tom Holland ones, I think the poor team would probably be Spider-Man 3, but it's still above the 50 feet of crap. So any of those stuff, there's a lot better than that. And and then, yeah, even though Spider-Man 3 isn't that great, it's, it's got a, had great elements in it. Like, Sandman was great. Um, I mean, I thought James Franco was, was great in it. Um, heck, I thought the dancing was hilarious because it's a joke now. I mean, I, I mean that the dance off that was hysterical. It, it's so funny that they did it in the in um, the the fan favorite the uh, um, Into the Spider Verse. They did that in the opening sequence where uh, I think Chris Pine's uh, Spider Man. He's talking about he's in a spider suit. He's doing the dance. And yeah, we don't talk about that. But the fact that it's so iconic, it's bad. It's memeable. But that means obviously you must have done something right to get memeable because you don't hear well, anything from the Ace Spider Man 2 or the Ace Spider Man movies. You know, you see them get memed qualities like the <laughs> dancing sequence, and that led us to get Zemo dancing. And we got an, we got an extended hour cut of Zemo dancing, and that was kind of just about the same realm as what Tobey Maguire did. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But then again, like I said, I put that. But Spider Man 3 is still a lot better than, well, the other two amazing Spider-Man movies. So, I mean, you, you know where to find us. Um, to quote Black Widow, you know where to find us. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, kid? What, what what about you as far as Spider-Man and stuff like that? Well, for the ranking, as far as Spider-Man and stuff, I, I think Tom Holland is the best one. I think, you know, it's a close with him and McGuire, but I think he's the best one. Of course, Garfield, I, I feel like he should have never put on the suit, but that's just my opinion. I know some people still think he did a pretty decent job, but I, I think Holland and McGuire is like leaps and bounds ahead of ahead of him. All right, but you know another thing though too that I'm intrigued about is, you know, this is actually a way to bring in Miles Morales if they want to for the Spider Verse for this multiverse because now think about it like this: 
let's say for instance, now this is pure speculation, of course, but let's say for instance, you know, Disney decides to part way with Sony. Sony might actually sign on Tom Holland for that universe for which I call the Sony verse, which is basically what you have your Sinister Six characters. You have your Venom, you have all these other characters in this one universe and Tom Holland goes there. But here's the thing. You can have the MCU and have, uh, then you can have Miles Morales come in to this universe into the MCU verse and be like, a like basically trading out two different teams, but under the same contract as Sony has, because Sony does still have the rights for, the Spider-Man stuff, but let's say, for instance, okay, I'm done with Tom Holland. Tom Holland ended his contract, but you know what, though? Let's go in here. We'll trade Tom Holland out. We'll substitute Peter Parker for Miles Morales, and we introduced Miles Morales in an animation kind of format, so therefore everybody's used to Miles Morales, so therefore we can have him in a live-action adaptation, and therefore he can carry on the MCU version of Spider-Man, but in a different kind of way that we haven't seen before. We actually get to see someone of color, someone that people can identify with and relate to, just like what we did with Black Panther. I think this would be a good move if they decide to do that, in my opinion. But, you know, I think that I'm, ex here's the thing too. You Sony actually introduced us to anti-heroes and also, of course, villains of the Sinister Six round. So basically you can go on ahead and now you have your villains already done you have that set up for your villains. Now you can introduce Spider-Man into the Sony-verse and everything. But what do you think, guys think about that if they chose to do so? Charlie, you can go on that one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, who would you want them to cast as uh, Miles Morales? Would he be a teen? Would he be an adult kind of would, thing? To me, I would like to see him as a teen because I've seen that in the animation form. And everything, and his goal is to try and get back into his universe and everything, probably, or something like that. Or, you know, there's many ways that you can go about it, or either that, or you just go on ahead, leave this universe behind. He goes back into his universe, and then we see things from his universe side. It flips it on its head and everything a little bit. It might be a little bit of confusion or whatever, but I think it could work. That's just my opinion. Uh, then also too, you know, this also with the multiverse of madness though, too, I don't mean to, you know, change the subjects or anything like that, but I feel like this is actually a great way to introduce the X-Men through the portals or anything like that. Or, you know, let's say for instance, they decided to do an X-Men movie or whatever. We don't actually see the other events that is actually happening or anything like that. But let's say for instance, in an X-Men kind of movie, all of a sudden you see them, go into this portal, and then all of a sudden, they're here. They're in the MCU and everything. And now they have their own movie, their own universe. And also, too, you also see the Fantastic Four going through the same type of portal and everything, too. But I would like to see the Fantastic Four go into a uh, TV realm first before go going and advancing into a big screen. Because I feel like those characters need a lot more depth to them than a two-and-a-half-hour movie. And they're a lot more complex. So I think if you go on ahead and put that on a Disney Plus and flush out those characters and then give them a big screen thing, you have the small screen adaptation. You have fans that are glamoring for it if it's a success. 
And therefore, people would go out and check them out because they know those characters, they know those actors that play those roles, and they might be sold on going to see it in a bigger screen. But I think we're already officially getting a movie for that before the TV show because they already confirmed that at the uh, one of the Disney Expos. I think is I think it might be twenty twenty three. As much as I'd like to see the X Men, I think that's that's a long ways away. I mean, right. the only the only thing that I see happening that's X Men or as the quote, um, the quote somebody, we're not X, we're not X Men, we're X people. Like it's Deadpool. Like he's the only guy I think is going to happen first. Is he's going to show up, and I think he's going to randomly show up somewhere because they they already did a funny like um, kind of crossover a little bit in a sense. He did it with Quark. There's a video of him and Quark. Um, it's called Deadpool's um, Maximum Rea- Trailer Reactions, and he was him and Quark reacted to Free Guy. So it was a little funny trailer of them. He's like, you talk about like, hi, and he's like, hi, everybody. Uh, Deadpool here with our Max mm-hmm. trailers. I hope you joined us our last week. He's taking shots at trailer reactions. He's taking shots of that. So it's him and a Dalmatian watching the Corella trailer. He goes, where the fuck are the Dalmatians? <laughs> and they're watching the Corella trailer. And they're, they're reacting to it. And I'm like, and then he, then he shows Cork show up and they're reacting to the Free Guy trailer, which both of them star in, Ryan Reynolds and Taiki YT. And he's talking about, and Cork's like, "Hi, I, hi, pool. Sorry that you're dead." And he goes, "Oh God, we we have to, we, we couldn't afford another person." Like, so they're reacting to it. And I'm like, "Yeah, you got a crossover, don't you, fucker?" <laughs> Whatever. It's just, it's hysterical. It's just so funny. And then I originally, Ryan Reynolds teased to the direct, went to Disney, asked, "Hey, instead of Cork and me." doing a reaction. I want to interview the guy that shot Bambi's mom. He wanted to, Deadpool wanted to interview the, the hunter. Disney said no. So, again, I mean, it's just like, I mean, Deadpool's already involved with this stuff already, so I think he's going to be the first guy that uh-huh. shows up in one of these fangs, and Reynolds kind of announced that he's 70% sure they're going to start filming Deadpool 3 in 2022. So, if there's really the only mutant um, that it's going to be in the MCU first mm-hmm. is probably going to be Deadpool, and honestly, I'm okay with that because we're fi- Deadpool's finally in the MCU, and uh, I, I can see they, there's so much they can do with him. Like, they already did a quirk, and he goes, Um, he's asking, So, um, how, uh, how do you do your own solo? And quirk's just going on a rant, and Deadpool's like, Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a funny video, you can find it on YouTube or whatever. I think it's like De- uh, Deadpool re- the reaction, and he also kind of took a shot at Deadpool 2 as well because in the free guy trailer, they create a guy named Dude and Ryan Reynolds is super buffed. He's, he's muscular. He's super buffed. He's like flexing his chest. He's got a tattoo of a shirt on his on his bicep and he's blonde hair. And he's trying to get into the Deadpool suit and he's just too big for it. So he's like, um, his, his name is Dude. And he's got a catchphrase. His name catchphrase. But it's like, I mean, I think they already got. They're, they're, I mean, like, I, I mean, if anything, I could see him popping up in Thor, the new Thor movie. If anything, they get him back with Taiki, Taiki YT, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't think the X Men is happening for a long time. Maybe Wolverine. Maybe they finally get Wolverine back because, and then from that site we do, we shout now name. They like the site also mentioned some about oh, um, Natasha Romanoff could come back via the multiverse. I'm like, I want to trust that, but I don't. No, like, and it can make sense because everything's everything's thrown out the window now. So anything could have changed. Because yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to get her back, but right now she's fighting Disney with a lawsuit, and I think <laughs> I think she's gonna win 
easily. Disney, Disney screwed. You, you, you screwed the wrong. And even um, the former head of Disney, Bob Igor, apparently hey, he's Bob pissed. Iker. Yeah, Iker. He's pissed. He's pissed. He's disgusted. And he's embarrassed that this happened, that Scarlett Johansson's suing Disney. Even Kevin Feige. Kevin yeah. Feige is also mad about it, yeah. too, though. Because and and like so and Scarlett in her contract she's only or in her lawsuit she's only suing Disney, not Marvel because Marvel had no say in that Disney's just being the dicks. Now they're blaming her for the COVID thing. They're like they're like they're scapegoating her. It's like oh you don't care about people because of COVID. I'm like um Disney, you're kind of like you're, somebody needs to knock you off your pedestal. And I think Black Widow yeah. is about to get that bite on her. Mm -hmm. And I hope she wins. Yeah. Fuck Disney. But I was definitely um, speaking of that whole lawsuit thing. I was talking to a buddy that had made a com comment about it, and someone in the comment had had made had said something about, "Well, she still gets twenty million dollars." But my thing is, if she if she if she was promised a penny over twenty million dollars, give her her money that she was promised. And I'm with you. Uh, so many people laid out for these big corporations, just sit back and say, "Oh well, I just take what I can get." Like, no, no, no. Go keep on going, Kendrick. I, I'm gonna oh, put, chime in in a minute. Oh well, that's that's all I had about that. But as far okay. as the, yeah. bringing the X Men and the Fantastic Four in and stuff like that, my theories is a kind of a little, a little boring <laughs> than y'all, especially Charles. He's so animated. I absolutely love the guy now. <laughs> but um, the uh, my original thought with the X Men coming in or a mutants, the mutants coming in was gonna be in the Wonder Vision, and I was thinking, you know, earlier on when. When um Rambo went through the through the um the hex and came out and you know they found out that you know everything that came in and out was changed on a molecular level, uh, I figured you know that was kind of like leading into like the first mutants or something. Of course, that didn't ever happen, or at least we don't know if that's going to happen now. Um, but I was like, to be honest, I think they're probably going to do something boring and say like, oh well, the mutants have always been here; it just wasn't very many. You know, until now, <laughs> <laughs> which would be lame though, man, right? Because it's yeah, like, okay, so, so you made Tony die, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, where were you when we were fighting Thanos? <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna probably be something lame like that. Like, oh, right, he's always here, they were just in the background, minding their own business, you know. You know what would be funny nice. though is like have Deadpool up beside the X Men mansion, and they all he looks, he's sitting down there like this. Uh -huh. And he looks at Wolverine or the X Men. He goes, "Shouldn't we do something?" Nah, they got it. <laughs> you know, no, that's the Eternals. My thought, <laughs> my thought process behind that was, um, like in the the Batman versus Superman movie, you know, when it shows um, um Zod and and Superman fighting in the background, and you know, <laughs> you had Batman staring at him, man. I said that's probably like what. What the X Men are doing up in the MCU now? Watch everybody fight Thanos and just like, yeah, I think I'm just sit back and watch. See what happens. Right? Let's just see what happens. <laughs> Let them cancel each other out if they have to, but I'm not going to step in. <laughs> yeah. But as, as far as my uh, Fantastic Four thoughts from it, um, especially with what's going on now in the in the series in the MCU now with the King the Conqueror and the whole Quantum Realm and the multiverse thing, I honestly think with it, with the Fantastic Four. I honestly think it's that they are from like they're gonna be from the future. And when we see them, it's not gonna be like a whole backstory behind them. It's like they're gonna come come to our timeline to do, you know, to help out or, you know, try to defeat someone or something. That's just my thought process behind them. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm usually ninety percent wrong on this stuff. So 
Hey, it's okay. I'm, hey, it's not going to be the first time that I'm wrong about anything in my life. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm always right. So, you know, hey, take us with a grain of salt, though. We're just geeking out and everything, you know. But, you know, I, here's another thing, though, too. And I feel like this. If they just do that whole entire cop-out, it's like, oh, we've been here all along. I'm like, well, that doesn't really help. Doesn't really give you any meat to actually digest on or right. anything. It's just like, okay. What be do? Um, but here's another thing, though, too. What did you guys think about Christian Bale's uh, look as far as uh, the, him and Love, uh, Thor and Love and Thunder? I always seen like a side view of it. It was kind of like an overhead view. Um, yeah, right. I didn't get a like good view statue. either. Sorry. Yeah, it looked yeah, like, look like a statue to me. Right. right. Here's the thing with set photos. Either they can actually be taken out of context or they can actually add excitement. I remember when I saw Brie Larson and Mar Captain Marvel. I'm like, okay, it's just a woman in a suit. There's nothing special. Same thing when I saw John Bernthal and everything, too, in a set photo. I'm like, all I need to see is him with the Punisher skull on his shirt, and that's it. And it's just a dude in a shirt. And that's it. So some set photos can actually be taken out of context. They can actually add excitement. It just depends on how they go with it. With this one, you can definitely tell that they are going to add in the CGI later on. Because of the base of what it looks like. It looks alright to me. I mean, yeah, he looks like a statue. He looks like one of those wax figures that we would actually collect. Probably when we were uh, kids of the 90s. Where they would glow in the dark. <laughs> hey, it looks a whole lot better than uh, Thanos when uh, when they were filming Thanos. They had the cardboard cut out. That's true. Over, over, that's over that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I think that this is actually probably one of my favorite things to actually talk about as far as the Marvel stuff goes and things like that. I love doing speculations and just having fun, just thinking of the different directions that they can go in. Because as a comic book reader. And as someone that used to play with action figures and stuff like that and have their own adventures and stuff, this is something that we've always wanted to have. We never thought in a million years that we would actually see the Avengers on the big screen. We never would have thought that we would actually see Captain America Civil War. We would never think of seeing stuff like that. And now we actually have it. And I'm excited to see what else they have coming at, at us and everything as far as the Marvel content goes. I'm very excited for it and things like that. But I think that's everything that I had wanted to cover on here. Is there anything else that you guys want to try and cover real quick or anything? Um, I need to see more from Blade because this everything yeah. I'm reading about, I'm not impressed. Like it might not be R, which I'm like it defeats the purpose of Blade if it's if it's that. I mean, they tried that on the TV TV version that was terrible. Mm -hmm. Like I really hope. They get Wesley Snipes in some capacity, like involved with this, because he wants to play Blade, and I think he's he's the. There's very few people that are like, that are like geared towards one role. Wesley Snipes awesome as Blade, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and or, or and Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like, like other than that, like and maybe some other characters I missed, but recasting Blade, like I mean, Maurice Ali, he might be good, but then again, it's just. If you, if you make it PG-13, and I don't think it's going to be any good. And I'm really worried about they're going to screw it up. And I really don't want them because Blade is awesome. Because if it wasn't for Blade, you wouldn't be having the MCU. 
I have no expectation of blame. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm just hoping that they don't, they don't um, pawn it. To be honest, I just hope, it, hoping that they come out with something good. Um, so, but that's where I'm at with the blame thing. I don't have any hype. I'm not, um, not really hyped about seeing it or anything. Like you, I hope it is. I hope it is rated R. To be yeah. honest, but that's just that's just me. I, I really don't really have any. I guess interest in it at the moment. Disney, don't turn Blade into Twilight. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Do not turn right. Blade into Twilight. Like that is the last straw where you want you want pitchforks and fire to burn you down. Turn if you turn Blade into Twilight, I am going off on you 24-7-365. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh my final thoughts as far as the blade goes and everything, I'm happy that they got someone that actually does martial arts and stuff like that. Um, and I'm happy with that aspect, but at the same time, it doesn't heighten my excitement for it, just like Shang-Chi and stuff like that, too. I'm kind of have, like, low expectations as far as Shang-Chi goes. But I'm excited to see the whole fight battle, in a sense, in the cage, where we have one of the villains from The Incredible Hulk shows up from the 2007 or 2008 version of The Incredible Hulk, which is something that I'm excited about. But other than that, though, I'm not really excited about Shang-Chi that much, and I'm also not excited for Blade like I want to be. But it would be cool if they actually have the guy from Wessler and everything that, that played Wessler that's actually coaching this new... Um, well, hold on. Where basically you have Blade, who's playing the Wessler part, which played by Wesley Snipes, and he's coaching this new Blade version of blade into this universe that's something that i would like to see to be um, honest with you you got that right i was about to say it's like didn't chris christopher die in blade training he blew himself up I was about to, yeah how the heck is he yeah. gonna come back hey timelines dude timelines but <laughs> not in this timeline this one you can't even do that i mean that means if that's the case you gotta True. bring ryan you gotta bring ryan rounds like um uh, hannibal from um hannibal king back because if it wasn't for like everybody's crapping on blade trinity just remember, you need to think, if we didn't have Blade Trinity, we would not have gotten Deadpool. Because essentially that's what it was. Deadpool, him running his mouth. Wesley Snipes wanted to kill Ryan Reynolds on set, like, every day. Like, that was, Wesley Snipes was, like, horrible person on everybody on set. But especially to Ryan Reynolds, because Ryan Reynolds kept, Wesley Snipes wanted to be serious. Ryan Reynolds kept being Ryan Reynolds. He's like, that one was Deadpool before Deadpool even happened. So everybody can crap on that being the worst blade. It's it's for me. I like it. It's enjoyable. This is the first blade movie I saw in theaters um, in 2004. It was awesome. I liked it. But you need to think this was this is Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool before Deadpool was even a thing in 2004. So crap on it all you want, but you need to be thankful because because of Blade Trinity we got Deadpool. So just had to throw that out there. All right. So, guys, with that being said, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I just want to thank Kedrick for taking the time out of his night to talk about this. I want I want to have you back again. I really do. Uh, because here's the thing. We always geek out, even when we used to work at AutoZone and things like that, and we would just go on ahead and just talk about 20, maybe about 15, 20 minutes just talking about Marvel stuff while you're supposed to be working. But... <laughs> I always wind up spending more money than I have to over at AutoZone because my car needed repairs at the time, but still. 
see, that was my thought process. If I get you in there talking, you know, you spend more money. So it's like, okay, just you. keep on talking. Just keep talking. So, so <laughs> I got my you. Kid, my, so my kids say, thank you for your contribution. I'm sure they fed very well. <laughs> <laughs> my baby girl loves steak. So <laughs> there you go. I know whose house I'm going down the road with uh, after this podcast. I'm going to tell you that because you live right down the road from me. <laughs> I'm going to eat me some steak. But anyways, I just want to thank Charlie for joining me as well, as always. Um, in a few minutes, guys, we're actually going to be on Ben Rayner's show talking about raunchy comedies. So we're going to be talking totally something about totally something different than Marvel movies and stuff like that. So go on ahead. Join us at uh, Schmoes of the North over there on their YouTube channel in a few minutes. And I hope that you guys enjoy that segment that we're going to be doing about raunchy comedies. Uh, another thing, too, is, guys, go on ahead and smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, and also, too, if you guys want to, go on ahead. We're actually doing something with Sensi, with Tamra, with the Two Girls, Blur Girls podcast and everything. We're actually putting up donations towards St. Jude's for kids with cancer. So go on ahead, donate a couple of dollars below. I'm not even going to mention my donations or anything like that. I want this completely to be just for the St. Jude's Hospital and all the funds going towards them rather than me and my podcast. But if you guys want to go on ahead and follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook and on Instagram and on Pinterest as well, underneath that same name brand. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and get an audio only podcast episode of where you guys get your uh, podcast from. Another thing, too, is go on ahead, check out Good Pods. Rate us on Good Pods. It's a great app, it's easy to use. If you're a podcaster or if you just love listening to podcasts, you can rate episodes, you can comment, you can share, do all that stuff out in good pods and everything. I strongly recommend it. And also, too, go on ahead and check us out at MovieLoversUnite.com for all your entertainment needs and wants. And then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at MovieLoversUnite over there. If you're a sponsor and would like to get in touch with us, just go on ahead and email us at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere that you can reach us at. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And Bye-bye. Go Cowboys.